Welcome, you miserable ingrates. Welcome to the You Deserve Better podcast. I am your host, The Other Son. Hearing other people's stories has been such an important part of my recovery from childhood trauma. The details are different, but the patterns are always there, and other survivors recognize them. It's something that cannot be taught, in my opinion, only experienced. Finding that connection with other estranged adult children has been the one thing that has really made me feel less alone. It's made me feel understood for the first time. That validation that we're not the crazy ones. Today, to share their survivor story with us, we are joined by ML. ML, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. All right, let's get some uh, some basic info here, some background info. Uh, first off, what gender do you identify, please? Female. Okay. And uh, let's let's get started with some family background. Uh, bad parents are why we are here, after all. Uh, so who was the toxic parent for you? Mostly my mother. And my father was just enabler supreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what... Uh, um, Let's see. Are your parents still alive? They are. Are they still married? Yes, they are. Do you live near them? Um, about two hours away. About two hours away. And uh, are you estranged from them? I would say um, low communication, not completely estranged. Mm-hmm. I might see them once or twice a year. I have boundaries if subjects come up. I know to leave, and I have a backup plan. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> you're, and, you're, you're a pro. You got this down. Uh, thank you. And then I'll um, text with my, my mother, um, but not very often. And if I don't like what she says, I just don't respond. And I don't follow her on social media or anything. Um, it just got to be too much. And then my dad, he's never been one to you know, communicate, you know, that in his generation, that's the woman's job. So he just goes with the flow. If he'd want to talk to me separately, I'd be okay, but he doesn't, he hasn't reached out. So mm-hmm. he's 90. So that, you know, that's a different generation. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And with older parents, you know, there's, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I feel my mother is is older. Uh, my estranged narcissist mother, and you know, I feel like I'm prepared for the inevitable. But you know, I see other yes. people's reactions, and I, I hope I'm ready. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like yeah. I'm as ready as I can be. I hope I'm ready. How do yeah. you do? You feel? I mean, with your your parents being older, and I, I, um, yeah, I, I have thought about that, and you know. As I would think most people with older parents, you know, especially with an estrangement, if something would happen, you know, would you have any regrets or anything? No, I wouldn't at this point. No. Do you have siblings? I do. I have a um, brother and sister. They're, they're, we've all taken turns being low communication and with estrangement because my mom takes turns on who her scapegoat is, who her black sheep is. Oh, really? So would you say any one of them is the golden child? Um, I think right now it might be my sister. Mm -hmm. I used to be until I wasn't. Really? So, so So tell tell me about that change. Tell me about how you used to be. And and now it's, uh, it's black sheep for you. Um, we, my mom and I, I, we look kind of alike and, 
we we always got along and then um her political views changed and her she got them all entangled with her her church mm-hmm. and she became super judgmental and there's racism involved in it too and i'm married to um someone of a different race and mm-hmm. eva and grew up in a different religious culture as well and she she really honed in on that and it, it just got unbearable to the point um, where she implied that I raised my children not in the faith and they're not going to the right place in eternity. So that was, that's a hard pill to swallow. And, and she just seems so influenced by, she listens to this, I call it labeled Christian radio station. I, mm-hmm. I don't feel that it is. Mm-hmm. She listens, she has it on 24 seven. So she is so indoctrinated. It's, it's crazy. Right, right. Um, you mentioned uh, being married. Are there kids? Yes, I have um, a daughter, and um, I don't know whether I, I'm still grappling with this. We talked about earlier my um, second-born child, born male, and he identifies as gender fluid, or they identify as gender fluid. So I'm still getting my pronouns straight on that. Right, right. Yeah. Of course, it's- my my religious mother does not know that fact, so mm-hmm. here we mm-hmm. go. <laughs> yeah, we, we mentioned briefly beforehand. You know, uh, you know, I have a lot of sort of language habits that I'm, yes. I, I'm currently trying to break. One that I mentioned to you is I, I have a tendency to say "you guys" when referring to a group of people, and I'm I'm catching myself all the time. I'm, I'm trying to work up what my new one is going to be because to me, folks. Okay. Well, I mean, you can say people, but even that one for me, I, I mean, you know, you people, I don't know, that one to me, I just, you, well, yeah, in the, in the right con- wrong context, rather, that, that seems like it could be problematic. So I, I don't want to go that one. You folks seems too la- uh, seems too old-fashioned to me, honestly. Casual, too. <laughs> you, you folks, you whippersnappers, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess I'm still working on my new, my my replacement for that. So um, so we, uh, we talked about kids. Do you mind if I ask how old first and second um, born are? The oldest one is 32, and then has um she has two two little sons. Oh right. Two and four. Oh. And then the, my second child is 26. Okay. Okay. All right. Wonderful young adult ages. They are. They're fabulous. All right. Well, let's let's talk a bit more about you now. Um, uh, how long ago? Well, I guess. Uh, I want to say, at, at what age did you did you realize about your childhood trauma, and and I guess how long ago was that? Uh, so the example I gave for you before is, you know, I just realized at the age of fifty, which is like four or five years ago for me, about this. I was in entire denial my whole life until uh, a, a crisis, a tragic event in my life, you know, shook me loose of it. Um, what's your situation on that? Um, I always knew something wasn't right. But then I always looked at things. I, I grew up in a very rural culture. So in the US, it, in the United States? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Midwestern. Mm-hmm. And um, I always knew the whole culture was kind of backwards and not where, um, okay, one example would be in church one time. A little girl was misbehaving and her dad 
just whacked her across the face. And, you know, nobody thought a second thing of it. And now I'm older, like, wow, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was severe. Um, And then we always had a lot of pets and they didn't live very long when they weren't well cared for. And then as I grew up, I learned other people, sometimes I'm a fan of cats. I have one in here with me now. Um, Some people, their cats live for 20 years. And I, I I thought one year was a long time. So knew something wasn't right. Jeez. When when you, when you understood about this, was it, was it a gradual process or was it fairly quick? For me, it was fairly quick. I had sort of an eye-opening moment where it sort of came rushing forth. But when did you realize? How was that like, that moment? Those things those things were all gradual. And then I had different people tell me um, when, like, when I would talk to my mother on the phone. And then um, after I hung up, I would be in a pissy mood. And then I'd different people say, you know, that that's kind of weird. That's not right. But I think the real catalyst moment for me was um, after an argumentative family holiday, my daughter was a teen and she said to me, I think there's something really wrong with your family. They're really dysfunctional. And she had spent some holidays with her boyfriend's family and extended family and she told me how caring they were and listening. Nobody made snide remarks. Wow. Yeah. And they were there for each other. And I thought, really? Mm-hmm. But, and she said, holidays, you know, shouldn't be like that. And my husband had quit going with me to my parents for holidays. He would fix a dish for them, and, but he wouldn't go. And it, it was for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, huh. And then my mom got more judgmental with me. And so then I started the work on reclaiming who I am and, and having more energy and emotions for myself rather than getting, getting tied up in my mother's judgmental sanctimonious stuff. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it was, was, you know, I have to thank my daughter for that too. Right. That was really the catalyst between that and her telling me that my kids were going to hell. Those those two things happened about the same time. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was older when finally, like, okay, this has got to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems like oftentimes some kind of outside perspective is is part of it. You know, in this case, your daughter, you know, seeing, hey, this is what a family that doesn't hate each other looks like. And uh, uh, for me, it was it was a friend. Uh, who was observing from the outside and said something at the right time. So uh, at least in my case, you know, I was so deep in it, you know, I couldn't see for myself, really. And it took, it took uh, that, that perspective from someone else to, to help me to, to, to you know, put, it, you know, put together the pieces together, finally. Um, it, it sounds like you've already been doing this a little bit, but uh, let's talk a bit about something from your childhood. This is sort of our main topic here, big topic we're building up to. Uh, something that seemed normal to you back then no reason to question it and now when you look back on it geez that that doesn't seem quite right it's a little dysfunctional what are some things like from from your childhood yeah the one example i gave when we first um talked online about it was there was um a time with 
I had a friend over, we were probably 10 or 11 years old, and we decided to take um, an exploration hike. And, you know, we're rural out in the country. So we went through the back pasture and it hooked onto other neighbors' back pastures. And we went through creeks and woods. Oh, it's wonderful. That sounds, I'm going on a little trip with you in my mind. This is great. Yeah, yeah. It, it was fun. We were, we were 11, but then, you know, we finally came out and followed this creek all the way to a town and we finally came out in town and then somebody saw us down by a bridge and called my parents you know what are your kids doing they recognized me and then but then i i look back i would never let my kids do that they didn't even know where we were Mm -hmm. i had a friend over and you know we there had been snakes in the pasture field the water was high in the creeks like over our heads Mm -hmm. and one of our neighbors had a very angry bull. Oh. It just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a country story for sure. Yeah. But it, it wasn't safe, you know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let my kid do that without without an adult, maybe with an adult, adult and permission, you mm-hmm. know, to go on someone else's property. And back then, you know, people were more tolerant of trespassers than they are these days. Mm-hmm. So right, right, and, and you know, and then my brother tried the same thing, and he was only six. Mm-hmm. He did the same thing with his friend because mm-hmm. he he thought, you know, well, we had so much fun. Mm-hmm. And then you know, no one would come over to our house anymore. None, none of our friends after the it was neglectful. We were gone for. Gosh, maybe three, four hours. Right. They didn't know. They didn't care. Were there were there other times you felt like maybe they were sort of just not paying attention to you like they they should have? Yeah. And then there was another time. Well, I couldn't really. I did band one year, and we had to arrange rides to get to band practice. Mm-hmm. And my parents would be two hours late when they had to pick up. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's not right. And and, and they knew, of course, about band camp. I mean, there's no reason for them not to be there, right? Right. Oh, maybe they're hoping they, someone else would take you home or something. I don't know. <laughs> Leave them out yeah. there. They'll think it's like something by the side of the road, like free to a good home or something. That's uh, yeah. That's not. And then we run all over the town, and because we we're waiting on a ride, mm-hmm. all over there was another little town. And then, you know, the local police came and checked on us. Jeez. Like oh. My goodness. It's a whole hullabaloo now. Yeah. There's trouble in River City. Parents, <laughs> nobody wanted to ride with me, so I ended up dropping band. Mm-hmm. So, Aww. yeah. And mm. then I never did after school stuff because I couldn't couldn't count on them at all. Mm. So, and then the, you know, my dad worked overtime and my mom had, she went back to college. And and then her Bible studies, that, that was always priority number one. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's and then sometimes i thought they did it as a one-up to see who could no it's your turn no it's your turn you know between the two of them oh oh so So. you're you're like just sort of the 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 leverage there yeah in the middle yeah yeah well um as we get closer to finishing up for today you know i'd love to close on an up note so could you share something with us that has been a positive with your recovery, something since yeah. you know, understanding your trauma and you know, you're happy about a good thing. Yeah. Um, 
I'll go back to my daughter telling me about, you know, your family's so dysfunctional, so messed up. And my mom just always picking on everybody and every holiday just being just being a disaster. Mm-hmm. And so I got invited to her now it's her husband to their extended family's celebrations. Aww. And that's what I do now. Aww. I go with them. So the I get to play with babies all my little grandsons all day and mm-hmm. and their family and it's and they're caring. You know, they don't second guess. Oh, why didn't so and so come? You know, like my parents always did. Where's your husband? Does he hate us? And on and on. No, they don't do that at all. They're so supportive. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do now. And I picked kind of picked my family. Oh, that's and wonderful. I don't have to hear my mom's judgmental snide remarks about everything and any political discussions and and any of that. So it's it's been really good. So that's kind of my part of my healing and for a while, we, my husband didn't even want to hear about Christmas because my mom was always so horrible about it, wanting us to close our business on Christmas Eve and mm-hmm. on and on and on about it. And he got so he really hated just the mention of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So over the years, I've built back with music and cards and a bling around the house. And okay. I've really built back my Christmas and it's, it's been, it's been a joy. And I feel like I do Christmas better, way better than anything I ever had in the past. So, so that's my positive note. So you can rebuild and escape and heal. And it's, it's a good thing. That that's really it's wonderful. It, when you were describing previously it uh, you, with your your family the holidays, it it felt to me claustrophobic, and now it yes. feels like you can just oh there's space and you can just breathe easier and let your light shine and not uh, without without any fear without any reservation. That that's wonderful. ML, I really sincerely appreciate you and the courage it takes to tell your story uh, joining us today. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you. I I really appreciate it, too. And thank you for having me. It's great to be able to express it after years of thinking it through. (laughs) All right. Great. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. If you've taken something away from the show, please support us by sharing it with your friends. The You Deserve Better podcast has a Facebook group. I would love to see you there. And by all means, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Next time. Until next time. I am your host, The Other Son. Let them burn their eyes on you.